0: This podcast contains strong language and is intended for mature audiences. It is for entertainment purposes only. On Friday, October 13th, Wendy and I sat down with Wendy's pal Jill Anonymous to talk about the Harvey Weinstein story. That day I'd spent time with five different women that I'm particularly close to, and out of the six of us, five of us had had multiple personal experiences being targets of sexual discrimination, harassment, intimidation, assault, and in some cases, rape. Hollywood is not the only place where unwanted sexual advances occur. These power tactics come into play wherever there is a power imbalance. We see it in the military, in prisons, in government, the clergy, academia. We've heard a lot about it in the tech world. Sometimes it happens in therapy offices and, unfortunately, in our intimate relationships and marriages. Harassment can happen to people just walking down the street. And it's not just about women. Children, young men, and the LGBTQ population are also at substantial risk of exploitation. We need to look out for everyone. This story is not about sex. It's not about love or intimacy, and it's not about attraction. There's nothing flattering about Mr. Weinstein's behavior towards others. His behavior was about degrading, disempowering, and controlling marginalized people. Someone in a one-up position wielding strength of some sort over someone in a one-down position. Weinstein's are not crimes of passion, they're crimes of power. And as therapists, Wendy and I couldn't help but consider Weinstein as a case study. We're trying to objectively parse out what the hell is going on with these sexual predators and what might help balance those power dynamics. So, wait. Just let that warn you that sometimes we might sound like we're defending him when we're not. We're just trying to understand him, and we often use humor to deal with some of the hardest stuff. Our hope is that when we take serious topics not so seriously, we aren't offending anyone. We don't excuse Mr. Weinstein's behavior at all, but we do seek to understand it, because if we can, we might be able to influence positive change moving forward. So enough of this. Let's join the conversation with Jill Anonymous, already in progress. The danger is, I'm dangerous, and I might just take you apart, oh.
1: Like to say a shout out, shout I, want, out. I want to validate. It. Oh, are we on? Yeah, but we're always working. We're is this thing on? Is it on? What I'm saying <laughs> is, I'd like to validate you. I'm really grateful for everything that you do. And so, you know, we're not only therapists, and I wasn't only in the pasture supervisor. Like, I really, um, you know, it, it's been incredible to just watch you grow and change, and then to go into like this, and then when I come over and say, "Can you just do a YouTube thing?" It's just like you're amazing. You're great. And then you became licensed, and it's like you made me so proud. Yeah, so congratulations.
2: Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're <laughs> so welcome.
1: So why
0: don't you pull Big Mike just a little bit closer to you or you
2: Oh my pleasure.
1: <laughs> Mike
2: pleasure. Hello magic Mike.
1: Oh, it is a bit sexual. The show will be talking about let's talk about sex, baby kind of, but not really sexy sex.
2: It's not sexy sex. No, it's I'm gross. Not saying. disgusting how dare Sleazy, you sex. shady old man wrinkly crop. crappy yeah
0: i mean i was thinking about this in terms of hey
2: hey nobody's complaining about brad pitt harassing them or george clooney right but somebody could yeah but,
0: but the point it really is is it doesn't really matter how hot somebody is
2: no means no if brad pitt did to me what harvey weinstein allegedly did to angie everhart did you hear what she said today no. Go ahead. She Brilliant. said she was sleeping in a yacht, of course, uh, at, at the MIP Film Festival or Cannes Film Festival, rather. And she was sleeping in a, in a yacht in one of the rooms because she had just arrived uh, from L.A. And um, she's downstairs. And he comes in with his assistant because I guess they were going to fool around, I'm guessing. And uh, he saw Angie in the bed. And she said she was only wearing, like, underwear and a small tank top. Of course, because we're all so hot, that's how we sleep. Um, <laughs> well, I when you're having a hot flash, yeah. <laughs> I that is how I will totally be sleeping. You'd roll with that. Um, so, uh, anyway, he pushed the assistant out of the room and s- took his pants down and masturbated until he, quote, exited on the floor, uh, end quote. That's ugh. what she said. And um, and then he said, you're a nice girl, don't tell anybody about this, and walked out. And oh. she said, she was like, shocked, and she told everybody. <laughs> she <laughs> and nobody ever did anything. But come on, if Brad Pitt did that, I'd say thank you, Brad. Thank you so much. No, you much. wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. Yes, I would. No, that's not true. Yes, I oh, would. Here's you, the, would but, but, you don't know me. But the part I of the story
0: know. that I think is similar or would be the same is I would tell everybody. Oh, if I would. If it
2: were Brad Pitt, yeah. I would still tell everybody. And he, I would allow him to deny it. That's fine. I'd be like... Yeah, he didn't do it. Trust me. Yeah, nothing happened. Wink, wink.
1: So, wink. for look at the all the women that came forward, and we haven't even started the intro of this show. But you know, looking at all the women that came forward, and now all of a sudden, floodgates—just floodgates—and even as we're recording, women are still coming out of the woodwork talking about this topic. Well, it's endless.
0: There's over 35 women, I think, come have come out right now uh, with the Harvey Weinstein stuff. But the Cosby accusers are Still? sixty. I mean, yeah. there's
2: sixty of them. So yeah, but Bill Cosby's better looking than Harvey. <laughs> right. So but, or, or he was. Yeah. Hence the numerical <laughs> differential. If Possibly, you will.
0: but but <laughs> your point being that more people are coming out all the time, and we don't know. Both oh. of them are really powerful.
2: There's and- more to that because you know, um, well, I've been in similar situations with people—actually, with with a person that could own Harvey Weinstein. So that's how high up on the food chain I'm going right now. (laughs) Just as disgusting. Excuse me. But if they do it to you, they do it to everyone. And I spent many years hanging around this guy. He was a, quote, friend, let's say. And— um, a man shocking. of Hollywood yeah that's we're not going to say anymore because honest to God and I'll tell you what I'm scared to talk about him because people who know me know who I'm talking about if this got back to him that I was saying any of this stuff he could destroy me and he threatened to destroy my career he did and he had the power to but did he touch himself? Uh, sorry I had some disgusting interactions and did you tell I did tell. I told my lawyer. And my lawyer said he will crush you. And I said, Uh, okay. He said, He will crush me and he will crush you. And it's not worth it. And I was like, Oh, well, okay. Great. But I did stand up for myself and it was very hard to do. I was scared I, to death.
0: Absolutely. That was incredibly I... hard to do. Yes, oh, I
2: was sick to my stomach. But I made it through with my friends and stuff. And then in the end, just stopped. So the, so if you haven't gathered
0: already, we're talking about unwanted sexual advances, sexual harassment, uh, rape, all, uh, everything that Harvey Weinstein has been accused of, uh, along with many other powerful men in all fields. We, this is so... Uh, Universal. Uh, Yeah. But so much of the time right now that we've had just in the last few months, we've had the stories about uh, Silicon Valley come out uh, in this past year. We've had Roger Ailes and and O'Reilly. Bill Cosby. And then Bill Cosby, which has been going on a couple of years. Trump. Whoa. Uh, Yep.
1: Clinton in the past.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, obviously it goes on, but I think right now you're seeing, like, a right lot now. more.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like, as opposed to, yeah, Clinton was Clinton's stuff at the time, and you didn't hear a lot of other stuff around it. And then, you know, they kind of trickle out and then fade away, these stories. Uh-huh. I mean, even the Cosby thing took a long time before it got to the point where there were specials. And, I mean, obviously they were building a case, and a lot of people in the position you were talking about, Jill, about just being... Like, afraid of the consequences hmm yeah people being totally afraid uh, but this is obviously not just a Hollywood I mean we're gonna talk about it mostly in terms of Hollywood because all of us have been in and around that industry for majority of our lives yeah if not all your lives you too um, but it is prevalent everywhere it happens in the military it's happening on college campuses and in fraternities and you know this happens with celebrities of all kinds politicians we Jenny, just had, it happens with therapists it happens and with doctors people who are in power who have that dynamic also it happens just in everyday husband and wife boyfriend girlfriend relationships teenagers uh,
2: i do have an interesting question though yes I don't know if I'll have an answer. I, I bet you will. You're oh, you a smarter... Better. You better. <laughs> You're a smart girl. I can tell. Um, woman. W-O-M-A. So, if the perps, the perpetrators, were attractive, is anyone going to raise the flag on those guys? Or is it just the ugly, old, fat, rich ones? Well, I think you just made the point of... A few minutes ago,
0: I mean, Bill Cosby was considered yeah, attractive. That's true. I think that it happens all the time, even with attractive people.
1: And I think that an what un- <laughs> un- one- like, What do you think happens all the time, like with attractive uh, people? I want to like, get like People get harassed
2: by attractive yeah. people. No, but I,
1: I thought you were um, referring to one specific <laughs> behavior. That's why I was.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, such, <laughs> uh people. People are targeted by attractive people. Uh, Attractive people can be sexual predators as well. Because the way somebody looks, Uh, in some ways, it's, uh, I think it's almost, um, I think it's more dangerous in certain ways. I mean, not that
2: it's a different kind of power. In fact, I just had a flashback to another story that a friend of mine went through. Uh, she was dating an actor that's on a soap opera, and it was years ago, like more than 20 years ago, which apparently doesn't matter. <laughs> he he was kind of well-known. And anyway, he had a girlfriend, and but he was dating around. Everyone knew it. When he asked her out, he had her come over to his house, get in the bed. He handed her a strap-on, he said put it on and tell me when you have it on so she was like what the hell what do i do what do i do i'm stuck in his house and he's so gorgeous you know she was like i'm dying to see where this is going and he comes out and he goes down on her on the strap-on penis and he's going to town like as if he's with a guy, and she's laying there going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Thankfully, somebody came in the front door. It was his girlfriend, and she he pushed her out on a balcony, a second floor, and said, get out of here. My girlfriend's here. So she was on the balcony for about three four hours. With the strap on? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get <laughs> that or did in he, detail. Did, did he? Yeah. Oh, but, oh, but because, And never, she never told anybody because he was good-looking. And she didn't want to, like, do that to him. Like, what, what is there to tell? Was she, was she raped? Not really. But she was a mixture of scared and what the hell is going to go on now? You know, like. Sure, it sounds like. Maybe a, a bit little bit intrigue. I
1: don't yeah. know. I think there's a lot of shame, embarrassment, guilt. You can't trust yourself. I think that people say, oh, you know what? This can't be happening. Yeah. I'll have people that have been in shock for a while and then we will disclose you know, after a period of time, just because they really didn't know if they could trust themselves. And, you know, you and I in the clinical piece, we'll talk about the red flag issues and like the interventions, what to do and how to identify that. Red flag. But, you know, I'm sure it happens a lot. You know, we're in Los Angeles. We were raised here. So L.A. is like, you know, but it's uh, happening in small
0: towns. So, you know, you're talking there could be a freshman girl somewhere and there's the senior uh, captain of the football team or, or quarterback who yeah. could be, you know, big man on campus and good looking guy. And I think that a lot of what you're talking about, that guilt and shame, can come from that piece of it where. Well, hey, this person is attractive or was I actually asking for this? But just because you find somebody attractive doesn't mean that it's you're okay. up yeah, like it's on, like right. you're open for anything. You're and, right. You know, and sometimes especially when there's a power dynamic, there's there's a lot at, at play. A lot yeah. at risk.
2: I just do feel like some of the good looking ones that I'm thinking of in my head right now get away with murder. They get away with it. Because girls love them still.
0: Well, and I think that some of that might be part of the confusion for them. I'm not here to defend perpetrators, but (laughs) I do want to acknowledge that there is a positioning that some of them don't even realize like when you listen to the access hollywood tape and you hear trump in all of his braggadocio sitting there yeah talking about you know bragging about that in what he considers locker room talk uh and i could do what i want with them right that there's this objectification of them that, that you can do whatever you want with them and some of that comes and it's not the fault of the the partners, but because they have had people who were taken by their looks or their money or their fame or something, uh-huh. you know, because some people are just charming and have uh, have a certain draw, can pull people in. And,
2: and people can read the wrong signals, too, from other people, you know.
0: Sure, especially when you're younger and you haven't had a lot of experience at war, you you've been sheltered, and maybe you haven't had a lot of people cross that line. But a lot of the time, two really strong women like that are going to be less attractive to a perp. I'm not saying that they're that. Oh, they're not right, going of to, course. But you know, because
2: or quite a challenge.
0: Yeah, and that's the other. Yeah, that's the other side of it. One of the things I find really fascinating about the Weinstein stuff is when you look at some of these people who came forward or who have come forward this week. You've got Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelina Jolie, Mira Sorvino, Rosanna Arquette. These women are not only, you know, these beautiful actresses, they are children of powerful celebrities and and known celebrities. Mm -hmm. So if he's going to go after them, who is he not going to go after? Some, Some of the challenge, like you're talking about? Yeah,
2: yeah from assistants in his office right up to, you know, uh, Angelina, you know? Right. And everywhere in between. Yeah. The guy that I knew, anybody. Waitresses, his wife's friends. I mean, nobody was safe. I introduced my sister once. That he was all over her and persisting and telling me to deliver her. To a certain location so he could get with her
1: he offered me something that was really hard to turn down <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I did anything I'm just saying that's Wendy by the way a girl need to think about it <laughs> she just needs to think about it this is my uh, that situation
2: was very very well listen this guy here. is worth so much freaking money That, you know, my dad, we were telling my dad, like, what do we do about this guy? He's nuts. And this is what he says to us. And, oh, my God, can you believe it? Yet we kept hanging out with him. Um, And my dad said, well, well, one of you please sleep with the guy or I'm going to. Somebody should. (laughs) My dad. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, go for it, Dad, because there's no way in hell. And, yeah, I'm sure I could have milked that situation for... Millions, houses, whatever, whatever I wanted, and you know what? It's not who I am.
0: But that's the other thing is I think there's a lot of women who wouldn't like yourself who wouldn't do that because I would
2: not. I'm morally, I would not do that. I just wouldn't do it.
0: But I think that there's a lot of people who might do it, also thinking. Okay, maybe this is the only way I'm going to get, you know, get ahead because there's always somebody younger and hungrier coming down the stairs behind you and we live in Los Angeles. This is a high-end market. Every yeah. beautiful person in the world comes out here wanting to be an actress, model, whatever, actor. And not to disregard talent at all, but you know, what happens when you have two equally beautiful, talented people uh, for a job right it's like how do you distinguish yourself and it's it's sad because that's part of the business or it has been and it's fucked up um but i am sure that there are a lot of people who thought maybe this is going to help me in some way or i oh, will i'm yeah.
2: sure I'm How just... many how
1: many actresses did not come forward or have yeah or, or, or actors.
2: Never. Oh, there has to be so many more. They're just okay. trying to figure it out, or they're currently doing a Miramax film, or they're up for something and they don't know if they should talk right now. Like, there are so many and layers. I think it's interesting who's defending him, you know, whether it's. A one movie. female attorney. She should have her head examined.
0: Well, Lisa Bloom, if you're talking about Lisa Bloom, nope. she's not. Oh, there's a new attorney? Mm-hmm. A
2: new one? Oh. Yeah. She's appealing that he got fired. Well, <laughs> so, I'm like, really, lady? He's probably done whatever in front of her a hundred thousand times, and she probably you know, just laughs all the way to the bank. And what if it was her daughter? <laughs> I wonder if she would think that was so funny, you know? <laughs> you're right. You're right.
1: But it's her s- mother.
0: <laughs> I, you know, just to play devil's advocate, Ew. we do live <laughs> in a country where you are entitled to a defense, right? And... Uh, many lawyers, yeah, they're gonna get a payday. You're gonna say, all right. I mean, look at all, all of 45 lawyers, you know, that he has
2: representing him. But that's for like having four thousand lawsuits against like our having, president at the moment. Yeah, Gloria Allred represent Harry Harry Weinstein, <laughs> I Harry I was say Harry Potter. Was like, what? <laughs> Harry, he's, he's he's so disgusting. He is Harry Weinstein. I'm gonna rename him. Um, You've got a little hairy and He's so theme. gross. And even as a human being, as a friend, as a, anything, he's gross. <laughs> You're upset that he's so unattractive. I probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I'm like, wow, if that was my boyfriend and he did those things, it's all right by me.
0: So just for the record, and this is not a judgment, but I am so... I, Granted, my husband, I think, is super hot, but I'm so not looksist. Like, I've dated guys that I don't think are, other people would think they're attractive, but that I found incredibly attractive. Oh, that's true. So, so there's a
1: lot of women, though, that, um, you know, he's, uh, yes, Jenny, I agree with you. Yep. Yep. Uh,
2: you're right. Again, it's not like, about looks. One woman's trash is another woman's treasure.
0: Well, and also, there's this is such a horrible thing. So I, I you're right. I'm, uh, there was a saying. You know what's going on, for, on in my mind, head right for now. For every hot man you see walking down the street, there's a woman tired of fucking him. So I'm turning an old saying around. That's good. But it, it's the same thing. It's just, uh, and I've talked to clients about this too, who have fixations on just only wanting to date beautiful men and. You know, is that unrealistic? Well, no. Somebody's got to date them. Uh, But there's also a lot of stuff that comes with that. Like you're saying, a lot of pussy throwing itself at you. um, A lot of expectation, possibly. Uh, At the same time, they may feel inadequate inadequate on some levels, and ultimately, everybody is fucking annoying
2: at some point. I and know. has
0: bad sides. So just, you know, just because you're with Brad Pitt doesn't mean that he's not a right pain in the ass every once in a while. I can't get
2: that way. visual out of my head of Brad Pitt coming into me <laughs> in a yacht <laughs> downstairs, like, doing that. I'd be like, oh, hey, Brad, what's up? <laughs> oh, that's love, cool. Both. Yeah. Oh, my God. Exciting and
0: This cabin's (laughs) a-rockin'. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, just for the record, even though we are joking about this, we do understand that it is a serious matter, but it is a very complex matter, and the, Mm -hmm. the issue of comedy comes into it, right? And people thinking jokes are inappropriate or how do they perpetuate this behavior in the culture... Do you have any thoughts on that? You
2: You know, I tell you, like everybody I brought around this one guy, including Wendy, same guy, um, the same thing happened to all of them. And they were saying, like, how do you deal with it? And here I am. I should have been smart enough to never go there again. I go, oh, that's just him. He's crazy. He does that to everybody. You know, just push his hand away, or just you know, just be polite and get out of it gracefully.
0: Well, sometimes, sometimes men, and I've I've heard this from men and from women. They're like playing the numbers, right? So, for every hundred people you hit on, you know, you're gonna get you know one or two hits. So they just get used to taking the rejections. It's I think, a little game. Yeah, but. This also is—this is a gender difference. This is a male-female thing, and maybe it's changing now. I do want to acknowledge that it could be changing for the younger generations. But, I mean, boys and little young boys, young men have to start getting used to this rejection from, like, puberty, right? Yeah. Whereas women just sit and wait to be approached or chosen— because of the way our social systems have been set up and and the way that we've been taught to interact. And so, well, you know, girls sit there and don't risk rejection in the same way that boys start to get used to it really early on. It's true. You know, in some ways, they're developing a skill before we do.
2: I'm trying to raise my son with good values, and, you know, I'm slightly hypocritical at times, but I am trying to deliver the message to him that this is how you treat women. And I think he's got it. Wait, the Weinstein way? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. This is how you what treat women. What other way is there? No, not no, that you way. what way? The correct way. I don't have a good role model, but, because uh, there isn't one, is there? Oh, what? I think my boyfriend would be that guy. There's there's
0: lots of good male role models yeah. in the world. You just have to know where to look, and and it's not just the guys with money either. No, no, and and also it's not just the guys with money that harass. So I mean, it can go, and there are plenty of men with money and power and talent and skill in this world that don't don't engage in any of this.
2: And this is another reason why women don't come forward. I started reading all the comments on Twitter and TMZ, and they are bashing rose oh yeah they're bashing her they're bashing uh gwyneth paltrow they're they're bashing everyone for coming out now right and they're like well why didn't you come out before because you were afraid of your career and you're a hypocrite and you're disgusting and you know what do you want money because nobody wants to hire you anymore as an actress like they're really brutal
0: and (laughs) it's so easy to say that from your couch somewhere in the middle of nowhere you know being mm. it's so easy to pass judgment and say you know we I should feel sorry for you
2: do you think men like Harvey who do these things are mentally ill Wendy uh, absolutely really like <laughs> there there's something wrong yeah, there's <laughs> definitely something wrong.
1: I would think there's something wrong. <laughs> it's hard Public to crazy. know. Yeah,
0: it's hard to know whether it is... Uh, whether it a is, genetic thing like, or a yeah, behavioral or, thing or a trauma thing. Whether it's a personality thing. disorder or whether it's biological but, yeah.
1: or a combination of both. But under the umbrella of, you know, mental health issues,
2: yeah. <laughs> is that what happens in sex rehab where he is right now in Arizona? I, I don't know. Are going to dig deep? What happens there, sex rehab?
1: Okay, so, well, the first thing is he had a TV interview today briefly, like at his car or something. And one of the things he said is... Um, okay, he didn't display remorse or empathy at all, which was interesting. He was more concerned about where the cameras were, and uh, kind of directing the paparazzi. You can go to the right, and, and you go for the, you know, and, and then they said, uh, you know, you're gonna get help, and he said, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get help, and hopefully I'll have another chance, you know. But the thing is. It really does matter if someone comes on bended knee and says, oh, my God, I hit bottom and I need help. That's one thing. This fucking guy got busted and over and over again. And he's not going to, to get treatment because he, the man doesn't probably even think he has a problem. Right. And so you can't do anything with that. So send him to the best world. First, they were going to send him to Europe, which is like hilarious. Um, you know, and they then, didn't want him. Yeah.
0: Well, I would I would imagine it'd be hard because you're going to be looking at a lot of civil lawsuits, and him leaving the country oh, is probably you're right. an issue. Yeah. I don't know. I'm you're right. not a lawyer. I don't— I miss- read it
1: somewhere. You're right. And, you know, the ripple effect actually is interesting, too, because is anybody going to want to go to these restaurants and hotels and places that he's been and masturbated in those rooms? Like, yeah, now I can't cares? look at the pen- peninsula? It oh. was something beautiful, right? And—, and- now it's like it makes me
2: fucking sick. It makes Wendy, me Wendy, do you know what everybody's doing in every room, especially at that hotel? Say, yeah, oh, like, have you ever looked at the ladies in the bar at night? Lady men? Oh, yeah. Lady boys? Um, you know what? So we, so
1: I, um, you know. They're, it was already ruined. The, there's, the, I think uh, some people have trauma and it's triggered by that trauma. So my mind goes to things that, um, you know, I had been affected with growing up. Um, where It has to do with sexual liest behavior and some other things and so when i look at that man i'm projecting shit onto him and it and so i look at the man and then i think of my history and then i look at that hotel and i don't think i want to go
0: there oh, oh god but at the same time it's not the hotel's fault no just, but like, it's, it's my association the... i get it yeah i totally understand uh i'm okay. just using some rational
2: i was gonna take you on a Trip on a yacht for your birthday, but I guess that's out. <laughs> and then the dinner party at the Peninsula. Oh well, you're lost. No, I mean I'm not. I'm being dramatic.
1: I'm not really, really not going to go to the Peninsula. And well, if they were really to offer not having us a party
2: for you either. You know. <laughs> or taking you on the yacht. I know what we're doing for your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> with the yacht and the Peninsula. I take it back.
1: Yeah. It's um, gonna be a sweet with Brad Pitt. But uh, here's well, what I want to talk about we must talk about I have so much to say about the way in which he masturbated played with himself and asked what he needed Mm -hmm. like he wants people to watch him take showers and masturbate and And massage him and massage is always very nice and sometimes he wants to go down on them and uh, has them go down on him But at the same time, it seems like, just from what I'm learning, allegedly, that there's some themes and pattern of standing in front of young girls and masturbating until he uh, exits, quote, exits. (laughs) What
0: I thought would be interesting to look at is what the behaviors looked like when he was married versus (laughs) when he wasn't, and if there's any differences, like is there some way to, of justifying it because, I, you know, I'm not actually having sex with you, I'm masturbating in front of you or
2: into a plant. I'd like or. to respond
1: because he did it before. He did it, these were all...
2: Wait, sh- there are, that is what like, the That's marriage what they're effect? trying to determine. No, that most of this stuff happened 10, 20 years ago. He's only been married to this
0: gorgeous... To Georgina Chapman. Yeah, yeah gorgeous Marquesa.
2: gal and... Um, for uh, ten years. For ten years. So but then he I was married before too. Low down. Well, she's really gonna be upset. <laughs> <laughs> His first wife. Yeah. yeah. She's gonna. She is yeah. pissed. Uh-huh. No, but Georgina said she's gonna leave him. Right.
1: So there's oh, but consequences. Lindsay um, Lohan. Lohan just is not okay with that at all, and gave marriage advice, right, what? to the wife, saying, "Please don't leave him.
0: Right. Ew. He needs, he needs her...
1: support. How could you leave him?
0: Well, I thought Rose McGowan actually came out on Twitter about that and said, you know, hey, everybody, be, be kind to Lindsay. She's been through a lot, basically, saying, because a lot of people were going after her and she, Rose was really adamant that people kind of lay off of her and understand cool. that she's She's a
1: victim herself. She's a trauma baby. I was going to say that. So that that comes out of her filter is how she was raised. I mean, look at her role models, you know?
2: Oh, I'm sure she's been with him.
0: Oh, Lindsay Lohan?
2: Yeah. With Harvey? Yeah.
0: Well, and I, 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 from Um, some of the stuff that I was reading, it sounds like there are several people who had long-term, ongoing... Relationships, friendships you know, with benefits with him. And Ugh. so I'm sure for <laughs>
2: those people that there's some so confusion. So so... I get, yeah, I get very angry at the really, you know, ugly, powerful <laughs> ones because it's like, you know, if this is going to happen to me, let it happen with a hot man, you know, like uh, preferably of course. I mean, you know, or not at Wait, all. wait, wait. I don't know. Wait, I'm let getting just confused.
1: Clarify.
2: <laughs> let me just clarify.
1: So you're saying if Brad Pitt were to say, "Come into my hotel room," and you were to say yes, and then he and maybe felt a little uncomfortable, but then you know, it takes you to to the bedroom, and you know, and and he touches your breast a little, and you might feel some feelings about it, but feel you know just a little bit upset, perhaps. Then <laughs> Brad Pitt goes and says, "You know, I'm going to take a shower, and I need you." to stay there and watch me, because I want you to see this.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm already in the bathroom waiting for you. Shower's running.
1: Are you telling me you oh. will not be traumatized?
2: Uh, not in one tiny little bit. Is
1: there not one part that says icky, ill, sleazy, and shady?
2: I would say it's a little weird, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Because it's Brad Pitt.
1: (laughs) And then what if he says, I'm taking you, now that I'm fresh and clean, to the bed, and I want you to lay down, and I'm going to go down on you. And yeah. eat you out. What is the problem here? <laughs> right now, you are describing her this dream date. This is fantastic. <laughs> but this is what happened. Does he With call Harvey? me
2: afterwards or flowers or anything? No. A car? He'll but get Harvey you a movie. did. Harvey yeah. would
0: call and
2: send flowers. He and would? Gifts.
0: Yes. Oh, well People that. who had rejected oh, him.
2: Well, now we've got a whole different thing to talk about. <laughs>
0: Wait. <Again>. Ill gotten gains. <laughs> Again. For you listeners, we are not promoting or saying that this behavior is acceptable
2: or excusable. Not at all. all. No, it's not. And I joke because I've been there, but honestly, when you're in it, it fucking sucks.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's terrifying. Especially yeah, it when is. you look at the size of that man. I mean, he's like over six feet tall and <laughs> two hundred and fifty pounds. We're talking about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, are you and, uh, talking
1: about his penis? Nope. <laughs>
0: Stop he it. He has a 250-pound penis. No, and you said, look at the size of that man. Yeah. I didn't know what you were referring yeah, to. Yeah, but I wasn't holding up a <laughs> yeah. centerfold you're just of him. He's, you know, I mean, consider. Yeah, all right. How large? Consider uh-huh. the size of that man.
2: Uh, you know what? I would like to know if he is. I'll tell you why. I wonder if that's how he gets away with it. Like, there's something, like...
1: He has a small out, penis?
2: N- or if it was small, large. everybody would say. He probably has that, like... Isn't that called something in psychology? Like, uh... Shoot, you know, like, he's so cocky, excuse the word, but that's what the word comes right. from, I think. Oh,
0: so you're just talking about the... Well, yeah, like, they it, have a definitely thing. definitely
2: psychological he, impact. He's in- cocksure.
0: Cock sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's the psycho- psychology but term it. You him, know, but, you know, yeah. like, yeah.
2: guys like that, you know, like, David Duchovny is very well-endowed, and he was a sex addict. What does that
1: have to do with... It, you know does it matter size for for these these men I mean I think it's interesting but you know he may you know, have but, a small penis and but I, don't I think so powerless I, with all this power so mm. this is this is a whole other
0: conversation we could have but this <laughs> the size does not correlate to skill but a lot of men with size do consider it a part of their power yes uh,
1: like a driving force and, and that, some some men who have large penises, really, it could do some serious psychological damage. Is it, it penises or peni? The <laughs> <laughs> plural, yeah, Pen, peni. If they have a large penis, yeah, yeah, that it really, uh, sometimes it can interrupt a lot of uh, yeah. emotional stuff. It really... Think they don't, about it. No, they The don't. guys,
2: the bigger the thing on the guy... <sighs> Well, the like, more you're gonna get hurt, like <laughs> literally and figuratively. Well, I think a lot of times because they want to men show the world. who are well endowed.
0: Uh, are, do not make the best lovers uh, because they don't think they have to do anything other than show up.
2: That's true. Because and they're just show like to just you.
0: look at this. Yeah, look, look at this. this. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah, this is amazing. Am you I can blowing your
2: mind? Hear the music in the background going dun dun nah, and right, they're like, yeah. look at me and you're right. like, Good for it's you. Like Please don't hurt me. Right, exactly. <laughs> and not only don't hurt me with that thing so, between yeah. your
0: leg but between your legs, but when you're talking about somebody who is that size and physically intimidating in any way, it makes a lot of sense.
2: That I have seen one not. in my life that made me run out the door. And I said, <laughs> oh not <my> happening. <laughs> yeah, one. Oh, we'll leave it to you. Oh. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moving on. Um, wait, so I want to go back to... The way in which he masturbated. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I just have to go. Go for it.
2: Just... We're going to go right back to masturbation, folks.
1: Preach. So, typically, when people ha- you know, sex addicts or they have a history of um, this kind of conduct, there's some serious trauma there and some genetic component as well. So, whether it's an impulse or, you know, an, it, um, you know anxiety thing self soothing thing there's so many different reasons why this can exist but where my mind goes is it's important what you know so for instance they say he just stands there and masturbates um you know i think about maybe stage of life things i think about when do boys find their penis you know this is a psychological impact right so when do they start fiddling when do they start making um you know when they start having orgasms Often I will talk to boys who, when they have trauma and later on have either addiction going on, um, they'll be molested. There'll be, you know, some serious issues, but they, um, the, the, (laughs) sorry, I lost my thought that there's a preteen, um, that they're growing up. Yeah. That, what am I trying to say? That there's some stage of life thing and typically when someone has been having a trauma at that stage, that's like, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not saying this. right. I,
0: I understand. You're, you're saying that there is some obstacle to their development and it,
1: at at that time that time period window
0: that you're talking about
1: yeah so it's interesting to me it's not like a man who's wanting to make love or maybe he does but I have not heard that or you know uh uh, the caring or you know intimacy or or you you know the you can't touch me or I'm just saying how someone does what they do is also very important and when I think of his behavior I'm thinking of a you know uh 12-year-old boy who's just masturbating and got busted and kind of likes that boy. You know, I mean, there's so many reasons why people do what they do. There's the sociopathic piece of it, which you
0: were alluding to earlier as well. I mean, there is this lack of empathy, this objectification of the other. You are there for my pleasure and to serve me. Totally. Even if it's, I'm not letting you out of this room until you see me ejaculate Because it's a position of power and it's very degrading to women. And imagine taking a beautiful woman. Let's imagine taking a beautiful woman who is the child of other Hollywood aristocracy and like coming all over their legs or their stomach or their face or whatever, or or in a plant next to them. You know, that there's some feeling of of
2: some underlying satisfaction, shadiness. But he also raped. Other women. It wasn't just
0: that. Oh right. Yeah. It wasn't just the. No, he didn't just do that. He didn't. Which is also part of what I find really interesting. Like at what you know where. What was the modulations going on in his head like, you know what, today I'm just going to masturbate in front of her. You know what, today I just want her to watch me shower. You know, this one, I'm just going to have them, you know, on the bed
1: while I go down on them. I mean, what is... The mindset of someone, like it's, you know, and I think about the time and the energy that must have gone into uh, telling people around, you know, set up this and set this up and I want to go here and I want to see her. I mean, I, I wonder... With someone in such a powerful position, you know, what's going on internally? So here's the other thing. Mm.
0: I do feel we have to be cautious about saying that it's sex addiction because that also, I feel, is un- unfortunately it is unfair to sex addicts uh who they're not all sexual perpetrators he is a perpetrator and we don't know that he was doing it multiple times a day or how often he was doing he could have been doing it just two or three times a week Uh not that that excuses it at all but that doesn't necessarily make him a sex addict he obviously has deeper you know more pathological and just the impulsive desire
1: of acting on every impulse right yeah Uh so yeah that's a good point
0: Sure. I'm not saying there's not sex addiction there. I really don't have any of that information, so I wouldn't want to say. but, yeah, but I you do... don't want to
1: indicate that they yeah. link them together I, I mean, as I, though it's... Yeah. 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 Absolutely.
0: I mean, I yeah. work with... Uh, I, I don't work with sex addicts, but I do work with addict addicts. And it's like saying that everybody who's addicted to alcohol is, you know, a you know, murderer. <laughs> I'm just, you know, because of other people who have killed people with cars or something i don't know or i'm not making a good analogy but (laughs) uh yeah i just want to kind of be careful about that yeah um so what do we do about it
1: what do we do about this behavior in can we just go back to what you said so powerfully here's a man and he's coming all over hollywood i mean that really struck with me because what what is that you know what is that projection I mean literally what is that that I'm just wondering
2: if you were to think about why would a man wanna come all over Hollywood you know well because he's Harvey Weinstein and that's what he does every day but
0: I think that you there know? is something to look at when you're talking about a developmental issue I would this is my my sick fascination my voyeuristic tendency is to say okay what was your first sexual experience, Harvey Weinstein? And was it really negative? What happened to you that this is where you're at and where you got to? Because it it could be that his first sexual experiences were really bad. Um, he, there's some story that was out where he said to somebody something like, you don't want to fuck me because I'm ugly or because I'm fat. There Did There were some people who reported that as part of their stories. And so... Again, I'm not saying what he did was right, but I also can't help but have that therapist part of me that feels for him as well and understands that for somebody to be that messed up with other people, they must be so messed up. It comes from somewhere, and he's not stupid. He's, He's an intelligent guy. He's got to know on some level. You don't just decide to create a foundation in your mother's name at USC for women filmmakers and directors, you know, be, you know, without having some level of consciousness of your poor behavior towards the other
1: gender, you know, for the majority of your life. I want to know about the mother, the father. I love the question about sex, you know, often, and I do work with sex um, addicts and often they will talk about traumas and when the trauma occurs is really important early childhood or if it's adolescent um you know it could even be young adulthood it disrupts the developmental stages so again is it like identity who am i in this world or can can is it more about intimacy i can't uh, you know do
2: you want to be seen you know heard i mean i feel like part of it too is that a lot of them are just bored they are they're super rich they they're super powerful and they're bored and they can have any they can buy with money anything they want anything anything but you can't always do weird stuff to people like that'd be you can't buy that well you can prostitutes and they do a lot of that i'm sure but this
1: and there's a component of not this was not it's a a tit-for-tat kind of
2: thing, right? You rub my back, I rub yours. That's Some of these girls didn't even get movie deals out of That's it. That's what I... So like, yeah, I
0: mean, I don't know. Really I, again, we'd have, have to, like,
2: look at the... Really
0: look at the data and yeah. analyze the benefit yeah. or not, you know. was Let's run the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to your point, Jill, I, um, I think that there is a lot in this sexual perpetrator and assault kind of mindset. There's this this behavior, this uh, high risk behavior, because like you said, they can buy anything, right? So when you have that kind of power, you can go anywhere you want, you can buy anything you want, you can do whatever you want. How do you make life exciting? Because the human condition is that we are always struggling to find this balance between this need for comfort and security and safety and stability With this other part that wants novelty and adventure and thrill-seeking, and we want newness, and that both of those elements are very important, but to the extreme on either end become problematic. Mm -hmm. So, what happens when you have all the security and stability, you know, financially, uh, and everything that seems like the American dream? How do you get your rocks off, right? Yeah,
1: and it's some strange. It's it's the addictive part or you know that adrenaline rush that amped feeling so yes jill you are correct because we you know uh, absolutely they are bored beyond yeah but so even
2: you- even if like somebody rich like uh, uh the, the walmart guy um uh, blanking on his name he's super super wealthy um he's been married to the same lady forever he still drives a pickup truck he still lives in the same house he always lived in and you know He's not running around, you but, know. So genetics,
1: genetics, right. And family, ex- you know, life experiences, your attachment figures, uh, all matter. So maybe he didn't get okay. You know, so
2: back that. to is that mental illness? Then I think I think it is Fright-ball based t- on what you guys have been saying. I think that there's definitely. I mean, look, I It just... is
0: mental illness, even if it's not biological, even if it's even if it's behavioral, because like uh, like borderline personality disorder, narcissism. Um, the mental illness. yeah, I mean the, yeah, it is mental illness. It's just again, it's it's not biological. It's not necessarily biological. It can be it's behavioral, too.
1: So it's, but, and where do they learn that? And, well, so what I want to go back to is the boredom, the level of boredom. Then you take. I'm just saying, you know, people with high IQs or you Mm. add, mix in ADD or ADHD, and then you sprinkle a little anxiety and put a dash of depression. So then you have what I call flatliners. So they're depressed and they're numb and they're not feeling anything. Mm. So they have to, you know, and then if they're drinkers or use drugs and possibly self-medicating, and then, you know, on top of that, they're so grateful when they get a little perk up i.e. a hard-on and you know then if you get the the energy flowing that could be the big orgasm i mean you know in search of feeling because you're so numb and so often you know depression is a really big part of this Mm. the
0: danger can be part of the excitement and the thrill that you're describing wendy too i mean him I mean, these women describing him in his bathrobe and just, like, revealing himself to them with a full-on erection, even though... They haven't been. They haven't been reciprocating at all. His advances. It's such a mommy thing. I can't
1: tell you. It's just the Oedipal complex, and it is. it's just like
2: mommy look at me. Yes, mommy, I
1: have a heart. On mommy, I look at my big penis. Do you know how many boys get an erection? Well, I'll tell you because I work with a lot of kids and boys and teens and parents and moms. I talk to them all the time about this one moment in their life where boys will recall a little bit of shame and embarrassment until we normalize it and validate it and they point to themselves and maybe it can happen at four then again at five but there's something different when they get around 12 13 where it's like pointing to their penis and going oh look at this you know like that's interesting looking at the mom as though you should be proud or disappointed they don't know until you validate or you know reassure them um anyway there's so mm, much that that's... goes into it so when i think of him in that idea with the robe and everything it just feels like mommy stuff yeah but... and if we're looking
0: at it psychologically mm. there's a lot of things that we could take apart mm. here if we had more time like the he's in business with his brother mm. uh their first company is named after both of his parents he was starting this foundation at usc in his mother's name um Hmm. I am assuming, I have no reason not to believe that they're Jewish, right? (laughs) So we're also talking about a cultural collective trauma. I don't know what his family history is in terms of, you know, who was where during the Holocaust. There's all kinds of... um, Intergenerational,
1: totally. Yeah, trauma that can
0: be passed down. How was sex talked about in the house or not talked about was it did he show his mother his penis and be told it was dirty and that's somehow
1: you know something that is sexy to him I, or maybe I getting caught masturbating how often does that happen where the boys develop a inward you know feelings of just an oops a just a simple oops
0: i'm glad you mentioned that because uh that people say you know well you know men are men and they can't stop themselves but somebody put it like this and i i think it's right on is how quickly would they lose their erections or be able to stop if their mother walked in the room or a policeman or you know, if, if the situation somehow yeah. changed. There are people if they came in, a man would be able to control himself. So the argument that it's just the way men are and they can't control themselves, they're just overwhelmed and you know, they they are slaves to their penis. I mean, that's bullshit. They're not. We know that they're the mind body connection is huge. Right. Is what you're and that there's um that there's absolutely ways that people can go offline and shut that shit down when you get rejections. So sexual harassment also isn't necessarily asking somebody out at work or, you know, some colleague who then uh rejects you, you know, it's like if they turn you down, you you are allowed to cuz I feel like for men too that they feel now <laughs> they're walking on landmines like can I, I hear this can I compliment a you woman can't. You, you know And, yeah. it's
1: like, and let's take the opposite do you think that's happened in Hollywood where there's a powerful woman she pulls all these gorgeous young actors and pulls them in the bedroom she massages, massages her breasts and they fingers herself and they says now get out and I don't want you to tell anyone <laughs> Do these young boys do you think they're going to tell someone? <laughs> yeah, they're going to tell everyone. But
0: do you think I think it happens gonna... with gay men. Um and 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 we know we've had we've had James Vanderbeek and Terry Crews. Uh, those are just two people who've come forward to men who have said that they That's have right. been groped and groped. Yep. Yeah. Um so it certainly doesn't just happen to women yep. and And I don't know that all perpetrators are male on male. I mean, we know when there are younger, you know, the the dynamic between the older woman and a teenager or something like that, that can be very again very influential and a power dynamic
1: do you, you think know. boys went out of the room if let's say you know a big wig in Hollywood and she's in the shower and she's just looking at them and fingering herself and then <laughs> they'd love it yeah. you know I'm sorry
2: I don't see any any guy no guy no wait hold on that and yet. they're
1: young gorgeous young men who want movies and so then they go to the hotel room bed and you know and then she says let me give you head right now <laughs>
2: Wendy you ready- should buy
1: <laughs> dirty books no I'm saying I'm just wondering, and I do think it's possible. I think it's possible. But, you know, because men might feel scared or you know or not able hope. to leave the hotel room or go shit I, don't, I think we
2: should you know. take open up the lines and take a phone call or two <laughs> yes yeah, I think it's that. all possible so we actually do need
0: to wrap up but I also wanted to let people know that if you are looking for more information uh, you should check out rain r-a-i-n-n dot org it's the largest anti-sexual violence organization around they have a 24-7 hotline at 800 656 hope that's 800 656 4673 and they have some really amazing statistics on there that will kind of horrify you like every 98 seconds someone is assaulted sexually assaulted in mm. our country every 8 minutes the victim is a child mm. 6 out of a thousand perps will end up in prison so 6 mm. only 6 out of a thousand frightening yeah, the good news, if there's good news in this, is that currently statistics show that uh, sexual assault and rape has fallen uh, by 63% since 1993. But at the same time, obviously, these statistics are hard to verify because many people don't come forward. can
2: talk about
0: it. Yeah, and they will come forward and then retract. And there's lots of all the things that we've talked about, kind of shame and fear of retaliation and... Guilt and trauma, all kinds of levels of uh, unpleasantness that that comes with a culture that has for a long time not believed women. Uh, whereas it has <clears throat> studies have also shown that the percentages it's something like four to six or four to eight percent uh, of accusers are lying, which is actually lower than with robbery. So people more people like ten percent of people who claim that they've been robbed are are lying. That's mm. you know so you're talking, you know, at least 92% of the people who claim to have been sexually assaulted or harassed or raped are telling the truth. And mm. so if we consider that Maybe we'll start to be a little more compassionate about it, but I also want to say, in 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 defense of humor, I mean that is also how we handle trauma and difficult things
1: is to point out.
2: Mm-hmm. Kind of, I
1: can't wait for Saturday Night Live.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, oh that's Canada. gonna be awesome. <laughs> do something. Oh yeah, Who's gonna play it. Harvey? Ugh,
1: that's mean, great. I
2: know. I
1: just so I do think in the world that's how we handle it because it's just too much. It's too too painful. But you know, Jenny, you and I know the backside of it and you know the the other part of the stories and um we definitely have empathy and this is you know this is a more playful show and to use our humor to get through you know um difficult Uh, conversations who knows how damaged those girls were from those experiences and how it interrupts their you know dating life or their intimate life or their relationships or maybe re-triggering some other trauma so it's layers and layers you know but whether you come forward right away or whether you wait 20 years what a blessing that people are speaking up and that's really the important thing is to learn how to assert yourself and speak up it's never too late Gloria Allred is fucking amazing she's all over this. Yeah.
0: Uh the statistics say that 94% of women who are raped experience PTSD within two weeks after. 30% of them are still experiencing PTSD symptoms up to nine months later or longer. Uh thirty-three percent of people who are raped contemplate suicide and thirteen percent attempt it. Uh and there's also a higher percentage of like likelihood to use drugs like to numb out and and people will cut, and they will—they'll just start engaging in self-harm behaviors because, you know, you just start to hate yourself. And I think that a lot of people think that it's their, their own fault. Mm-hmm. A lot of these women who were intimidated but succumbed anyways because they felt like, I, either my career is at risk or, this person is going to physically overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, six out of a thousand. People oh. will serve jail time. Uh, so, you know, that's Crazy. 994 people who have been accused of sexual assaults and Get whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's a little frightening.
1: Speak up. It's important to speak up if something's not okay or you're not even sure. Go to therapist, go to a life coach, talk to a friend, a doctor, a lawyer, a rabbi, and a priest. <laughs> I- <laughs> I wouldn't walk into a bar, though. <laughs> no. No, really. I mean, just anybody who you can, you know, uh, share your, your experience with. And if somebody doesn't believe you, then you go and you tell another person until someone listens. And you can report it
2: anonymously. There well, they told Rose do. McGowan that she didn't have any proof. Yeah. And she said, I am the proof. And she told people, nobody.
0: I, and that that's what's so... I, <sighs> I hate to say this, kind of fabulous about what's happening right now. And part of it, I think, does have to do with Twitter um, and the social climate is how many people are collectively coming together, not just to support her, but to say, hey, the same thing happened to me, because that is really what is going to lead to uh, these perpetrators being uh, punished or, you know, suffering some consequences is when a pattern is established, mm-hmm. you know? It's it's much harder for the person who, you know, they're the outlier, they're one person, you know, in, in a situation, but when this has happened over and over and over again, and this is just amazing mm-hmm. how many, the, the scope of it is, I mean, the decades. But yeah, I think it's a bad behavior
2: on anybody's part. But are women generally not harassers? Like, percentage-wise, is it, is it like... So, well, actually, I
0: do know that it's one of six American women uh, is the victim of attempted or completed rape in her lifetime. One out of six. So think about that when you're with, yeah. you know, five of your girlfriends. Three uh, percent of American men. That's one in 33 men. Um, huh. So nine out of ten victims are women.
1: Oh, that. My meter. My meter, <laughs> oh, my okay, meter is All right. empty. So we got a meter up. Got to
2: feed the meter.
1: Um, All right. All <clears> right. <throat> Do you want to tell, just say your contact information me? I mean, I'm right, Jill. She's Jill.
2: Great. I've been in the industry for 25 years. I, I will, know what's up.
0: I will say I feel really fortunate that the people that I worked with were not like that. Uh, but I knew about people like that. I knew about Harvey Weinstein. I mean, I, I I've never him. met him, but, uh, you know, I remember hearing about him
2: early on. I've rubbed elbows with him before. But that's it. I swear to God. What what did he rub with you? I really, I thought it was his elbow. Oh! Now thinking back, I don't know. God, he did it to me too. Get my lawyer. Put me on the list. There's a thing. If if if
0: it
1: happens to one woman, it happens to all of us. Yeah. And you're not even talking about the women that have settled. No, and is that and so what if they did? That doesn't take
2: away the trauma. You guys are awesome. This was fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for coming. I will come back as Jill Anonymous anytime.
1: Yay. Yay! Yay! Well,
0: that's kind of an interesting point. The settlements. Imagine how expensive it would be to uh, to go up against somebody like that. I mean, they're going to drag it out. They're gonna drag you and your reputation. Some people are like, Well this guy is worth millions and they were settling for like a hundred thousand dollars and we're like well, it's not necessarily even about money, but just like, okay, fine, whatever, just give me money to cover the court costs at this point because it's going to take years of your life and resources and you're still not gonna get a job in this town.
1: Right. Right. I and mean, that's the consequences of and you can't, even, you can't even know who had settled cases, right? That's all anonymous, too, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't really know, uh, not being a lawyer. I, 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 I always assume that if you settle, you can't talk about it. Other stats, half of the perpetrators are 30 or older, and 57% are white. Huh. Again, when you look at kind of collective power, histories of power... White straight males, yeah. I would imagine, would sort of corner right. the market on right. perpetrating bad behavior like right. this. I hate to say that because I love so many white, white privilege white men, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, mm. well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wendy, is there anything else you want to cover before we wrap up here?
1: I think that. You know, although we have had fun talking a little bit about this situation, and by the time this airs, it's going to just have even more and more information out there. But, uh, you know, our hearts are with the victims, and it's uh, very important to speak up. And it's important to share things that even if you don't think it matters, you know, these little things. I mean, I'm just struck by... How many women are really empowered to speak up now, and, and the floodgates are just like a you know going to open even more. And and one other thing, I'm sorry, Jenny, I have empathy as well. I have worked with perpetrators, and as you know, it's a generational thing, or it can be. So so often it's you know four or five generations of molesters or child abuse, uh, sex, event, whatever it is. There there's definitely some trauma there. It could be. It doesn't even have to be that intense it could be your cousin this is a common one teenage cousins boys are watching tv and then they turn on porn then they start masturbating then they try to you know uh touch each other and before you know it one person might be a little bit more uh you know um uh stronger and empower you know uh uh, what do you call it um being powerful over the other one
0: overpowering yeah yeah
1: (laughs) so anyway i'm just you know thinking about it could just happen so many different ways so on some level it's going to be very interesting clinically to find out a little bit more about his life because i i know somewhere along the way something happened and and whether that's genetic or whether that's behavioral or uh you know whatever i i definitely still have empathy for that I think it's not okay. Uh, Definitely, you know, it's dangerous. But
0: of course, I understand it. So, trying to look at some realistic change, right? I think we just really have to look at realistic change because this is a systemic issue. Um, so, we do have to recognize that it is a very large problem that is not going to be easily solved. It doesn't. It's not solved by sexual harassment training at jobs, but. That doesn't mean that that's not important. Yes, it, that has an influence, but that in itself is not going to save everything. A lot of people went to and go to HR Uh, to report problems but we also have to remember that human resources is usually there to protect the company and not there to protect the people who work there so there's always that to take into consideration and like dr wendy was saying be sure to reach out to somebody uh
1: talk to somebody that's Um, very common in the corporate world that you're working at a whether it's in the entertainment field or any field that you know someone feels uncomfortable about somebody who's staring at something um, man staring at you know an assistant's breasts or something and they just you know the the women want to just be quiet and kind of say you know either this isn't happening or I'm just gonna you know put it off to the side but then in a upsetting situation it can increase and then she can go to HR and before you know it She has desks moved or she's in a different office or on a different floor. And then eventually she's out. It happens so often. And it's so unfair. And so then the message is you better not speak up. You're not, you're not with the good old boys club.
0: Right, right. You are actually, yeah, you are marginalized as if you weren't already. So I do think that uh, a few things that we have to do is, uh, If you see something, say something, especially other men, uh, to not kind of play along. I do not think that Billy Bush is in any way responsible for what happened on the Access Hollywood tape. Um, However... I do think that he could have handled it better. We have to be fair to him as well. Those jobs, whether we like it or not, of those hosts are, are really to sort of manage the talent.
1: Yep. Uh, babysit.
0: To babysit and kiss kind kiss of, yeah. And... and yeah, to kiss their. I mean, and Billy Bush was unfortunately just doing his job, which does not excuse it. But, you know, I do want to recognize that people who are in that position you need to say something and maybe now I mean even Billy Bush has said he he would handle it differently now. He was young and dumb. Uh so now here we are and we have to teach our guys and uh and and young men what is acceptable and what's not. As long with women too. I mean we have to promote What's valuable about women? Um, are valuable about anybody other than just looks and other than these these things that objectify them and help them to form some kind of protective barrier of self-esteem and self-worth, where you know that you do not have to, uh, you do not have to tolerate that behavior. And I'm not saying that anybody who did is somehow flawed or it's their fault.
1: I think it's the system's fault that we feel like there's no other recourse. Well, and also the fight and flight response, you know, when you're in that moment and, you know, some people would run, some people would stay there. So many, you know, it just depends on your history and what you've been through and what has been role modeled for you there's so many aspects to it
0: so consequences are really important as well so you know these people as unfortunate as it may be for their families and all of that there needs to be some of what's happening to harvey right now like ostracization like you are no longer welcome here anymore there have to be consequences um whether it's financial or legal uh public shaming we need to really make sure that people are paying some price that will be a deterrent. And although ideally, yes, it would be lovely if the real deterrent were that people just were programmed to not make those, you know, those choices of behavior. But that is again, a systemic shift that is going to take time. So as we know, if you smile more, you're likely to be happier. So, uh, If you practice even if it's that you are practicing better behavior because there are real serious financial and legal consequences eventually maybe it'll click and it'll become a thing where it just is it's just the way that it is and people are doing it because it's socially unacceptable to do anything else and I think that's what's really scary about this whole thing is it feels like wait a minute when, when did we decide that this was socially acceptable and even though the truth is that it's from the beginning of time uh, it's in our history you know 4000 years ago Mesopotamia we've got laws being written where women are objects and property of men and we've been fighting long and hard to kind of change that attitude but we still have a long way to go yeah. and not just women you know also mar- any marginalized group whether it is, you know, your LGBTQ, because they are also a very high percentage of yes. people who are assaulted and raped. Yep, yep. And it's not just, you know, young Hollywood actresses, but they're bringing a lot of attention to it. Because again, if it's going to happen to Angelina Jolie, who isn't it
1: going to happen to? Happened to a lot
2: of people. Yeah. It's sad. Happened. It's very yeah. sad.
0: Uh, and the other thing is, lastly, I would say is we need to change the burden of proof so that... It's not so much on the victim to prove it. I understand the difficulty in it.
1: Yeah, you need evidence.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to share this Margaret Atwood quote. Men are afraid that women will laugh at them. Women are afraid that men will kill them. And I think that that is the root of a lot of this. And you could substitute women for LGBTQ as well. Yep. Uh, Or... Or less empowered men men are afraid that women will laugh at them and women are afraid that men will kill them so on that note <laughs> we hope you have a lovely week <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can always uh, reach us through facebook such
1: a light topic for today i know i know But But there was a lot of
0: joking around about it. We had we had to bring it down some way.
1: Yeah, that was a little intense. Busting out with the facts and research and the quotes. But
0: But it is important
1: because I think it puts it in perspective. It's a bittersweet. You know, this is a bittersweet topic. You gotta empower and and help women and men. You know, everybody just speak up for safety issues, and at the same time. You know, use that humor to take a deep breath because you just there's some things you can control and other things you can't and and maybe that's for him too. Maybe this man, you know, he he just doesn't feel he can control it or it feels very, um, you know, a lot of planning and manipulation and all that stuff too. But who knows how many you know impulses he gets a day that he doesn't act on. You know,
0: that's very true. Uh, I was thinking as you were saying that. Uh, I hope he enjoyed it while it lasted because it's done. You know, it there's sort of no coming back from this. And I hope it was worth it for him cuz cause it caused a lot of damage and a lot of pain uh and for anybody for you know, for anybody who
1: engages in this and then has to pay a price. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to uh the next part of his life and You know, ooh, I wouldn't. I don't know. I'd want to be that therapist, but then I wouldn't want to be that therapist. That's a lot of, that's a lot of, you know, checking in with people saying he's good to go. He's good. We've done six months of treatment, and
0: right. And how would you know? I really feel for his family too. So I really do send my my, the kids, yeah, the children, and, and oh, it's 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 sad. Yeah. Um. So, to wrap up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Jenny, that's Jenny with an I, Jenny JV Wilson. I am on Instagram at The Preppy Rebel. Uh, both Wendy and I are on Facebook. I'm at Jenny JV Wilson, and she's at Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Associates, right? Yep. Uh, Oh, you! <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bring and, it on! Uh,
1: and you can reach me at Twitter at Ask Dr. Wendy, or my Instagram I am Dr Wendy, or my website spelled out Dr. Doctor D O C T O R Wendy O'Connor.com. And uh, you can always call us and leave messages, ask us questions, and uh, you could be on the show, too. Give us a call, 310-712-1230. Thanks again to Jill Anonymous for joining us today. Yes. Yay.
0: and uh, And all of you for listening. So, as I always say, be as authentically yourself as you can
1: possibly stand. I don't really know if I want to say this in regards to Weinstein, but you know, I do think he was open. I say stay open, but I don't know that we want that kind of open. So stay open, everybody. Stay safe.
0: Stay safe. That's
2: a good one for today. Here you come again. Just when I've begun to get myself together, you are right in the door, just like you've done before.
0: There is a larger discussion to be had about what exactly constitutes sexual discrimination, harassment, and intimidation. Context will always be important. Most of us can tell the difference between when someone is being creepy and when they're being genuinely nice. If you ask someone out at work, that's not harassment. If you're verbally abusive and threaten to harm them in some way if they rebuff you, or if you continually pester them for shining you on, well, that's intimidation and harassment. One would think there'd be a little less ambiguity regarding assault and rape, however slut-shaming, blaming, and the he-said-she-said defense can muddy the waters of justice and ultimately the definitions of assault and rape. So look at it this way, there's far less ambiguity about consent, which is a clear and unambiguous agreement. So for good measure, let's just say that sexual assault is any behavior or contact that occurs without the explicit consent of the recipient. That includes someone masturbating in front of you without your aok. okay And if you aren't sure that someone has consented, stop. You can always ask. Wait until you are sure. In the end, it's time to recognize the humanity of others and respect them. Perhaps I'm just an optimist, but when women, people of color, and other marginalized groups are seen and treated as equals, hopefully abuse of all kinds will become unbelievable stories of how the world used to be. And here's a final tip. If you're driven to behave in the 2000s like it's the early Mad Men era, just stop, stop. Just make a better choice. It's not nostalgia. It doesn't make America great again. It's not the way it's supposed to be. It's just unevolved and we can do better. And if you've been targeted in the past, we want you to know that we hear you. We believe you. We hashtag me too. And we know it's not your fault and hope you do too. If you or someone you know are struggling with a situation around this topic, we encourage you to reach out and find support. Talk to a friend, a trusted confidant, a therapist, or hit up the 24-7 hotline at rain.org. 800 656 Hope. That's 800-656-4673. And that's rainrain.org.
1: Say
2: it, people. Oh, God. Trump.